No, like when we all got that COVID, when we all got that COVID money, we, we all forgot about that, right? Yeah. Everyone forgot about that. Hey, the government just gave you like hundreds or thousands, potentially thousands of dollars for just having a pulse. I could really go for some of that money now. It wasn't for that damn inflation. You just print the shit forever. Joe Biden and his sleepy economic policies <laughs> got this country into the gutter. Is there anything else here? The end of Elon Musk. Well, Jonathan. <laughs> He's called the guy Jonathan in his interview. It wasn't his name. Yeah, I guess they're talking about this interview. I, yeah. I never I didn't see it. I didn't see it. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Is that clear? Well, well, let me ask you then, how do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F-Y. But uh, hey, um, Black Friday didn't happen. You might have seen sales here or there. But we didn't get those videos of people rushing the doors, the crazy Walmart shoppers. Did you see any of these videos? We had Black no, Friday. We <laughs> would have used typically we would have had videos by now of the carnage. Did you see any? There are none because no one goes outside their house anymore. People don't shop. I don't do any shopping. The store shopping's dead. So we do get Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday, uh, probably a big day for those that, that shop online. Uh, so much easier than getting out into the streets with the plebeians. Uh, sorting with the common folk is not uh, what it's not how you want to spend your day. You're going to spend too much time shuffling in between crowds and traffic. No one wants to do that. They order from their <sighs> personal device. They say, I want that. Give me that. Let me get that. I want that. Thanksgiving's over. Did you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday, Lee? It was a great dinner. Uh, it was a great four days off. I think we should turn it into a Thanksgiving week. If you really, if you want me to start thinking about, if I want some gripes here, why is it only two days? Wouldn't it make more sense just to take the whole week off the whole country? Yeah. Who cares about what, yeah. what are you going to accomplish in a three-day work week? Nothing negative stuff unless of course we're talking about all of work weeks and all of time turn into three days which is my idea that we have like a <laughs> hundred and forty something weeks of the year they're all three days it's three days for work and three days for off and then that equals 364 and the fifth day of course is just new year's day that's just its own day. It's not on a month. We have we have a new month structure. I'll go over this in a later episode. I'm kind of uh, giving a, a 
peek behind the curtain talking about this right now. Uh, three days for work, three days for time with friends and family, the important things. And then that would coincide, of course, with the holidays. Yeah, you, you go to work Monday through Wednesday, and then you're off Thursday. So Wednesday's turned into a Friday. So Tuesday becomes the day that you're supposed to get everything done. You're right. It doesn't make sense. Unless, of course, we do that from now on, which would eliminate the Thursday and Friday unconcentrated days because you're thinking about your weekend. And then, of course, the Monday where you're hungover and you can't really do any work. That will eliminate all of that. People can get that out of their way a lot easier. So we have Ryan bringing us a basically reinventing time. Yeah, reinventing time the way time. that we see it. It needs to be updated. <laughs> time, time I right now. Okay, time right now is stupid. We're gonna do six days. So a week's gonna have six days. You could say it like that. Three days on, three days off. You could say it like that, or you could just say it like. You have three days on, have three days off, but a week is only three days now. Okay. So we're going to have 120 weeks, 121 weeks. Yeah. You could say like every. I'm just doing some math here for the for the audience. Every even week is an off week. You know that. You say, no, that's an even week. I'm, I'm off. I'm not working. Now, of course, if you're someone in precarious work, you know that you have to work weekends anyways, but that doesn't change anything. What should be the standard, though, is just a three-day work week and then off for three days. And you could say, boom, I'm working three days. I'm more productive in three days. While then I take three days off. I'm much better at that. And then I think the math comes where it's like one day remainder. That's just New Year's Day. And of course, that's that's an off day for sure. No one wants to have yeah, to work that day. There's two days remaining. There's two days remaining. Two days remaining with the math? Yeah. Yeah, with the math. If it's, we got two if extra days. If it's not a leap year, or if it is, leap year, of course, means that there's well, an extra I day. Mean, honestly, or a le- who one really less cares? Day. Like being precise about, like you know, what is a year? The Earth went around the sun one time. Who cares about that? Is it? As it a, won't as affect our life. It won't affect our it, lifetime. None. Hundreds none. of years in the future, it'll be like, well, Christmas is now and somewhere in March. <laughs> Uh, that so that's wrong. <laughs> that feels weird, but then it'll come back to itself a couple dozens of hundreds of years or whatever later. I like it, man. We I... could do the we could do the math, and we could just say, okay, if it's two days extra, then um, date there's day one, and then there's day New Year's Eve. Those of course okay. are days off. So of course you're not working those days, but we have a tight work week. Then we get our work done, and then we leave. Work done, leave. Rewind back. What we were talking about, though, <laughs> the uh, Black Friday. We we're talking about Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. We we're talking about consumer, consumering, consumerine. This consumer holiday took a plummet, and like a submarine, we dropped, we tanked off. Uh, all of my intel, every all the documents that I'm looking at right now, said that Black Friday was a bust for these companies. Total failure. Complete failure. From what I saw, peop- uh, the American people spent more money on Black Friday uh, than any day in history this year. Even more than when they go to the grocery store <laughs> because of Joe Biden's inflation? No, not that much. Well, I guess the Black Friday that I have grown accustomed to as an American my whole life, my as a lifelong American, 
of this great country is witnessing an escalation of video documented in the moment, rushing the doors, a sea of uh, hungry consumers rushing the aisles. But we didn't, we didn't see that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's an improvement. Maybe that's a good thing. You are supposed to sit in your pod and get your products delivered to you. The idea of being out and amongst the people. I was out on Black Friday. I, I actually, I got my tires changed on Black Friday. Very important. Car maintenance. Folks, car maintenance is very important. Can't take it for granted. Check on your autos. Self-care for your vehicles <laughs> like you do for yourself. Well, that sounds like a wise use of your time. I did it at Costco. And at Costco on Black Friday, there's people who had been inside for the whole year had decided to come out of their holes for that one day. Those were the types of folks who were around the, the Costco on Black Friday. Like a mama bear and her cubs waddling out of a nest. Creatures. Well, Various okay. creatures. Golem-like creatures. Yeah, 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 exactly. Shapely, golem-like <laughs> characteristics on the um, Tire Man monster. In, Trying um, to find some deals at Costco on Black Friday. The Tire Man monster and Ghostbusters. Marshmallow <laughs> Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in that stat, in that stat of best, uh, or like this is the, has been the number one Black Friday, does that include online sales? Let me give you some numbers. Shopper turnout across websites and stores hit an all-time high of 200.4 million over the five-day weekend from Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. Shoppers shelled out an average of $321.41 on holiday-related purchases over the weekend. That's roughly in line with last year. I'd, I'm pretty sure that's that's a record. Yeah. Okay, well, that they, includes... They Online. online but also yeah, exactly the prices of everything are so fucking high up they didn't give us the deals <laughs> they didn't drop prices they, they were going MSRP they did drop prices back to online what they were before yeah, yeah. back like back to the regular price that it was six months ago that's what you got here's a gift you fucking slobs how about this we give you no real price break. You're not making any more money. Everything in your life is costing more. And buy it from us now. Buy it. Come buy our deals. And, we're, and you're not going to get a good deal. You fucking losers. You know what they used to do? I don't know if you remember this. They used to have, they do these sales like a Best Buy where they'd have a few TVs, 90% off or 80% off or some shit like that. But they only have five of them. So it was the first people who got through the door and got their hands on that TV were the people who got that deal. Supply and demand, baby. Now you just now you just sit there and you click buttons. Yeah, we, it feels like we didn't get the competition. As fans of sports as we are. That's what it should be. Yeah, we didn't get it. Felt robbed. I think that's why we have negative connotations to Black Friday maybe at this stage. It's just there's no dog in the fight anymore you're not you're not having to sacrifice anything to get out there and and find that chinese knockoff tv at best buy that's probably going to break in three and a half months at an 80 percent discount because it's it got kind of crushed some of the boxes got a little crushed in the warehouse but you don't have that opportunity anymore 
You don't have that. Every, everyone has the same opportunity to get the same deals. They've equaled the playing field. It, it's actually the the woke mindset, the mind virus coming in to equal the competition out. There's no, there's nothing anymore. No competition. Everyone gets the same deal. It's not uh, my America. It's not my president. And of course, some of our feedback was to uh, stay on topic more. Who who said that? Those losers can suck it. Uh, <laughs> what idiot told what idiot told you that? A friend of the show, Miles, who I get to listen to his feedback from time to time. Of course, uh, like most critics, they stay silent and they just do the the texting the sideline critic. Stay on topic. This, of course, is not our thing. What, does he want to have fun or does he want to like listen to uh, us read off stock tips or something? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Why? Why we need another self-important fucking homework assignment podcast. I don't know. In most endeavors, you want some critique so that you can improve your art. You can improve your performance, right? You draw a painting, you write a book, you put your mind into some artistic creation and you want that feedback but in the case of our podcast we don't want feedback we know it's perfect you keep your mouth shut and your opinions to yourself ah thursday november 30th a heartfelt good evening to you all we are gathered here on this somber thursday evening to reflect on the life and achievements of beloved United States foreign policy megastar Henry Alfred Kissinger. May your love and light eliminate bad vibes for all eternity, like the 40,000 Chileans massacred at behest of your policies. Ah, gone forever? Past on Spotify Rap Day, November 29th. 2023 year of our lord that's right friend of the show henry kissinger has died and uh i found out i know where i was when i found out this news i was at the video drone atlanta 25th anniversary party last night celebrating with some friends and they announced it over the loudspeaker and of course everyone you know shared tears and and drinks in the appropriate way of course Honor the life and times of a great American, Henry Kissinger. Thank you, Ryan. Anything to say about um, uh, Secretary uh, Nixon aid Vietnam War? I I don't know who this fucking guy is, so you're going to have to enlighten me. I'm not going to be your fucking teacher. (laughs) Step up and learn on your own. There's a little thing called the Internet. Do you want to talk about the NFT? Or, yes, or do you yes, want to save that for yes, the Yes, time? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, just, just right after. Uh, yes. Videodrome. Videodrome, of course, was a movie at some point in time. But Videodrome is an Atlanta-based... It's a movie theater? It is a movie store. You can go rent movies. No, shut up. From Videodrome of Atlanta. It's a... What's the fucking word for something that's like a landmark? Institution. I'm so brain dead. 
a um, staple. The staple of the community. There's probably a better word. I'm I'm taking a look at it right now. All right, it looks great. It looks 1997. It looks right out of 1997. Yeah, that's exactly where your movie rental store aesthetic needs to be. I have not visited Videodrome, but I've wanted to go there for some time now. I think the idea of going to a place that has thousands and thousands of copies of stuff that you really can't see anymore, it's just uh, not available on any other streaming or purchase platforms. It's pretty exciting. And of course, they had a 25th anniversary at the Argosy, a place in East Atlanta. Um, beautiful little restaurant that had a shit ton of people. And they were doing a raffle for a bunch of different prizes. Of course, you you buy a ticket to the raffle, you get your name in the raffle tube and it spins and whatnot. I showed up just after 8 p.m. last night. I bought a ticket. And I won a fucking prize. Fucking Ooh. DJ Airhorn. <laughs> Celebration music. That's right, folks. I, the lucky boy, the juice boy, uh, king, have... Um, I knew it. I, I felt it in my being. My mind's eye was open that night for a great night. And I knew that uh, blessings would shine on me. Of course, I won a, um, a, a prize bag. There was maybe 10, 20 prizes given out. There's thousands of people there at this event. And people bought like dozens and dozens of tickets for themselves, thinking that it would enhance their chance at winning one of the many beautiful prizes. And it only added to the layer of fluff to bring my chosen one ticket to the very top of that basket for raffle for when the beautiful woman stuck her arm in that cage and pulled out my, I just I knew it was going to be me and what did I win you ask I'll tell you a $25 gift card to Elmir uh, supposedly another great restaurant here in town I've never been to and also two pretty awesome t-shirts so wow. could you say that the night uh, maybe couldn't get any better maybe I had the perfect night Maybe I was the one that had the best time. I didn't win the grand prize. Of course, the grand prize was a beautiful statue spray painted gold with a VHS tilted on one of its corners, like a movie statue, a v just a VHS tape uh, spray painted gold. And you got four free weekly rentals all year long. You're talking oh, about wow. you could get like 2000 movies or something in a year. Or you could take those movies and you can because there's because there's CDs you could burn them and you yourself could have like 2,000 copies of movies for free pretty fucking cool arsenal <laughs> for the home theater so uh, had, a, had a great night last night had one too many drinks which is not that many how are you connected because... to the video drum like I, I imagine you don't just show up there randomly you have to have some connection right I I, like I said, I haven't been yet, but I imagine it's like a secret club, right? There's got to be some kind of side door alleyway. Well, you said this was their birthday party. It was their 25th anniversary. No, look at that. It's a storefront. There's just a, a main entrance. You could just walk right in with a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is, um, 
it, there's a word out there that's stuck in in my brain somewhere floating around that I can't get to. And you're listening to this and you probably know the word. You're screaming at me. Institution. But this door <laughs> is history. It is part of the um, the alt scene here in Atlanta. You know, the CD. It looks like the it. big city. Oh, it definitely does. Right. So just imagine all the coolest people in town, where they go to get their movies. You're so cool, man. I see you all the time quoting all the, like, the coolest uh, dialogue. Where do you get your movies from? <laughs> oh, Videodrome. I should have known. This is a cool little shop. Yeah. So shout out to Videodrome and all the beautiful things that they do for the city. If you live close to it, I could definitely see going there quite a bit, right? Kind of getting into a, a movie hobby. Yeah, we should, we should go <coughs> when you come to town. Oh, yeah. I meant to tell you about that before I forget. So I was thinking of coming up the night of the 17th, hanging out in Atlanta, and then flying on to New York. I love that idea. Yeah, we're going to have a blast, dude. What do you think about that? You remember that episode in Righteous Gemstones about the video? ATL, Dirty Dirty for Shuri. I, I, I feel out of the loop, man. Jesse Gemstone and his boys go to Atlanta for the night. They accidentally film themselves doing cocaine with strippers. <laughs> <laughs> they take a work trip to Atlanta. <laughs> and things go terribly inappropriate. We'll have ourselves one. <laughs> uh, no, the thought in my head, it, it went away for a second, but it came back is in Atlanta in particular. It's a strip club. They're at a strip club. They're in like a hotel and they're partying. And the the, the, video, oh, the phone's recording. Yeah. And one of the guys is naked <laughs> running around. <laughs> Hanging hog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so moving on, here we are, uh, in the hangover week of Thanksgiving. I had a lovely time here in Atlanta with my partner. We didn't have to work. We didn't have to go see family. We enjoyed the company of each other without the nuisance of elderly and children. We got a chance to spend time with each other in this lovely fall, uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And... I will be coming up uh, the next couple of weeks pretty busy with work. So it's great to get into the recording studio with you once again, Lee. This is always a pleasure to get back out here on the radio waves for all of our beautiful listeners. Well, I think our next episode will probably be live. Live episode, baby. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be some good stuff. Maybe two episodes from now, depending Maybe. on our pace. Right. Here. We'll see. And uh, that that will be very special. That would be a very special thing, of course. Uh, uh, maybe maybe live from a Chili's here in Atlanta. That would be really fun. <laughs> we just set up all our fucking laptops and mics and shit at Chili's in, <laughs> near the airport in Atlanta. That would be a lot of fun. People would love that. Yeah. The patrons would really get a kick out of world-renowned Garbage Juice podcast recording live in their establishment you sure they wouldn't just call us a bunch of nerds and kick us out you know what people hate on podcasters <laughs> and podcasting in general but i just say give it a listen don't judge the book by its cover open up your mind and your hearts to a possibility that 
maybe these guys know what they're talking about. Of course, I'm talking about men because only men are allowed to podcast. It's a part of the rules on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other major platforms. You got to be a guy. I think some people don't like that about podcasts, but it isn't, it isn't our rules. We're just trying to exist. So instead of considering about uh, or, you know, delegating uh, over silencing our voices, think about how to relate and raise those of the marginalized. And of course, I'm talking about the overly scrutinized and um, media silenced podcasters and podmen. Podmen. Yeah. Around podmen around the world. When you upload your audio file, your podcast audio file to the streaming services, they ask you, is there any explicit content? Like do you swear in it? Do you say fucking shit in your podcast? And then the second question is, are you a man? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people might not know this, right? If you're not on this side, uh, the administration, editing, uh, uploading side, it is something that uh, you just got to be. Are we staying on topic enough for you? Just be really passive aggressive. Is that is that long enough? <laughs> Maybe. Do you like that? Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how to do my podcast. Uh, <laughs> can we talk about George Santos? Uh, GOP rep George Santos refuses to resign and warrants his expulsion from Congress would set a precedent. I love how stubborn he is. There's literally books of proof on the guy being a complete lying piece of shit, and he refuses to give up. He's the strongest man I've ever seen in my life. He has fortitude and resilience. <laughs> Most people would, would crumble to pieces under that type of pressure. It is easy to forget these major figures in our media that they are just people, after all. They are put into a pretty stressful situation to defend what are clearly lies and they do it with such grace that it just kind of reminds me of our big boy front of the show donald trump the way that he is put out there in the spotlight and the way that he handles himself just stunningly as the, as a master poster constantly owning people irl and online i think george santos has it going for him too and of course is looking to be maybe like the sixth member of the house to ever be like ejected, like given the boot. Like, let's read a little more into it. I will not stand by quietly, Santos said during Thursday afternoon's debate on the House floor. The people of the third district of New York sent me here. If they want me out, you're going to have to go silence those people and go take the hard vote. He's fighting to the last, to the last man. Of the previous expulsions in the House, three were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War, and two were for lawmakers convicted in federal court. Santos appealed to those lawmakers who worry that a new president is being set for a chamber. Okay. So he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. I mean, it seems the most slam dunk case. A, a, a monkey could be the prosecutor and come, come away with a conviction. And that's what I want to talk about next is everything he's been charged with. Oh, baby, your mind is exactly where I'm my, or mine is. I, of course, have uh, uh, here's every single lie told by George Santos. But I want to back up for a second, because, listener, if you don't know George Santos and, and if you're not familiar with the man, he is the U.S. House of Representative, 3rd District, New York. I think that's Long Island. He is um, 
Brazilian Portuguese. He was elected in 2022 after running unsuccessfully in 2020. So he's been around for a year. He's been in the news. What I I feel like is is a couple years now, and he has been kind of rising. Of course, getting to this position. He was born in '88, about a decade younger than us. He's still a younger guy. He does claim to be from Brazil. Do we have any other background story we can give our listener for people that don't know? It doesn't matter. None of it's true. Like every every fact you could say about George Santos is actually fab- a fabrication. <laughs> okay, so you, do you want to you want to jump in to some of the good stuff? I, I, the reason that we love him is he'll always have an open mic here on the show. Okay, starting off, he allegedly lied to donors, then used their money to make purchases at Herms and OnlyFans. So. <laughs> Hermes, 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 and OnlyFans. <laughs> Federal prosecutors accused Santos of defrauding political supporters while running for Congress last year. According to the indictment, Santos instructed a Queens-based political consultant to tell potential donors that their money would be used to help elect him to the House. Two people gave $25,000 each to Redstone Strategies, an LLC operated by Santos, which was not registered as a super PAC. Okay, so we we got to get we got to get LLCs and super PACs going for the show. Fuck yeah! But I don't want to get off fake topic. super PACs. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Santos allegedly laundered the money through two personal accounts and then used it for his personal benefit, including to make cash withdrawals, personal purchases of luxury designer clothing, credit card payments, a car payment, and payments on personal debt and bank transfers to his associates, according to the indictment. Who are his associates? Well, that's just beautiful allocation of funds on his part. Huge fan of that. After the $50,000 from Redstone... Yeah, $50,000 from Redstone was deposited into Representative Santos's personal accounts. The funds were used to, among other things, pay down personal credit card bills and other debt, make a $4,100 purchase at Hermes, and for smaller purchases at OnlyFans, Sephora, and for meals and for parking. I mean, this guy's he's an American. This is what Americans spend their money on. Fuck yeah. And now we're trying to kick him out? <laughs> he's, he's the most American guy in Congress. He wasn't even born here. What is Hermes? That is a very expensive luxury French brand. Beautiful. They make belts, bags. Just making the show with you, I learned so much. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine how much our listeners gain from us. He used campaign money for personal travel and Botox. So this is another one here. Uh, congressional investigators say Santos made a habit of covering personal expenses <laughs> with campaign funds without telling had, donors. I love that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made a habit of it. it. It was so commonplace it became a habit. It was like smoking. <laughs> <laughs> without telling donors or the FEC where the money was really going. This included significant travel expenses for flights. Hotels, yeah. Ubers, and meals. Yes, yes. Is, well, nice. well, those are the expensive things. Those cost <laughs> a lot of money. When a staffer raised concerns with Santos, he said he was dining with donors and constituents. But lavish trips to Atlantic City and the Hamptons were not reported properly. 
It did not correspond with any known campaign activities. The campaign credit card shows taxis and hotel charges at Las Vegas in December 2021, during a time when Representative Santos had told his campaign staff that he was on his honeymoon and there were no corresponding campaign events on his calendar, according to the report. Congressional investigators also found that campaign funds were used several times on Botox treatments. Nice. So, Gotta stay fresh. You gotta keep your fashion. You gotta. <laughs> he had a honeymoon. Like he had a honeymoon. <laughs> in right? Vegas. In just, Vegas. He's just doing the. Th- he's he's campaigning. He has to wine and dine. That's a part of campaigning. Is he married? Well, I know he's gay. I don't know if he's married. Was he like one of those like straight and then came out? I'm pretty sure he just he's saying that just to get elected. <laughs> I mean, he comes. He comes off he, like uh, he comes off as gay, but again, you don't. Everything he said was a lie, so you have to assume he's lying about that too. He doesn't come off as just gay. He comes off as like a <laughs> cool, super bitch gay, like probably, <laughs> like in his network of friends, like the person that would be most entertaining to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, totally. I wouldn't give him money, but I would love to hang out with him. <laughs> Several other expenditures related to spa services and or cosmetic procedures could not be verified as having a campaign nexus. For example, during the 2022 campaign, a $1,500 purchase on the campaign debit card was made at Mirza Aesthetics. This expense was not reported to the FEC. It was noted as Botox and expense spreadsheets produced to the ISC by Miss Marks. Similarly, the $1,400 charge at Virtual Skin Spa was a campaign debit card purchase that was also described as Botox in the spreadsheets produced by Miss Marks. The ISC also identified an unreported PayPal payment of uh, $1,029 to an esthetician associated with a spa and Rhinebeck, New York. So the man loves self-care days, clearly. We've already been going on this. Wait, wait, wait. This article is so this is about all the lies he told. We've been spending, I think, 15 minutes reading things on this. We're not even 15% way done with the page. <laughs> Just those things those two would have gotten you thrown out first of any, items. Anything serious, yeah. Yeah, any type of official office setting, they would see this and be like, oh, we got a scammer. He's clearly <laughs> he's clearly um, scam coded. Uh, OK, next next item. He allegedly lied to collect unemployment benefits. Well. You know. <laughs> I've been there. Haven't we all? <laughs> This could happen to anyone. Okay. Uh, Santos (laughs) has also been accused of fraudulently collecting more than $24,000 in unemployment benefits. Federal prosecutors say Santos illegally applied to receive unemployment benefits in June 2020. So that's that's COVID time. We're all doing that, right? After the program was expanded to help people out of work due to the pandemic. 
at the at the time he was employed as a regional director of a Florida-based investment firm, earning an annual salary of around $120,000. Dude, if you're only making $120,000 a year, you're practically unemployed. Yeah, yeah. You're right? practically unemployed. He recognized that he needed to step it up. Hell yeah. From that point until April 2021, when Santos was working and receiving a salary on a near continuous basis, and during his unsuccessful run for Congress, he falsely affirmed each week that he was eligible for unemployment benefits when he was not, prosecutors said in a press release. Okay, unemployment benefits during the pandemic, not so juicy there. Next item, he allegedly committed identity theft. Okay, so in a superseding indictment filed on October 10th, Santos was accused of committing identity fraud and credit card theft. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Okay. Prosecutors say he made unauthorized donations using campaign donors' credit card information and stole family members' identities. Oh, man, savage. He was also <laughs> accused of conspiring with his campaign accountant, to submit fraudulent information about contributions to the Federal Election Commission. As alleged, Santos is charged with stealing people's identities and making charges on his own donors' credit cards without their authorization, <laughs> lying to the FEC, <laughs> and by extension, the public about the financial state of his campaign. Brian Peace, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, said in a statement, Santos falsely inflated the campaign's reported receipts with non-existent loans and contributions that were either fabricated or stolen. <laughs> Santos said he's also innocent of the 10 additional charges in the superseding indictment, including one count of conspiracy to commit offenses against the U.S., two counts of wire fraud, two counts of making materially false statements to the FEC, two counts of falsifying records submitted to obstruct the FEC, two counts of aggravated identity theft, and one count of access device fraud. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's a lot of uh, charges. Charges. <laughs> to, to rack up. <laughs> okay. Uh, next item. He allegedly lied to Congress. All well, House dude, everyone does that. Don't even fucking read this one. <laughs> There's no one that's boring the truth in that fucking building. <laughs> Who cares? That was September 2022. There, there's no charges for that. Everyone does that. Uh, what okay. is it? He reimbursed himself for loans he did not make. Nice. He reported that he made personal loans to his campaign committee and leadership pack, totaling more than $800,000 and reimbursed himself. But he never actually made those loans. That's amazing. He's so smart. This is a good candidate. This guy has a future in front of him, whatever he ends up doing. We're still not 20% done with this page. Uh, 2022, Santos reported loaning his campaign more than $700,000. He did eventually make those loans, but congressional investigators said the timing, amounts, and other circumstances or the payment raised serious questions about whether they were unlawful campaign contributions. Whatever, boring. That, that's dumb. He'll skate on that one. 
Next item. He lied about where he went to high school. So Santos, whose parents immigrated from Brazil, says he attended the Horace Mann School in the Bronx during his first years of high school, but had to leave the prestigious private academy in his senior year because my parents fell on hard times, which was something that would later become known as the Depression of 2008. But a spokesperson for the school told CNN in December that there was no evidence he attended Horace Mann. Later, he obtained a high school equivalency diploma. A GED. Nice. Uh, he has strong uh, personal work ethic. He said he went there. He probably hung out there here and there when he was getting his, when he was doing whatever he was doing. Yeah, he says, right? he says, I went there. I was <laughs> I was in high school age and I went there and I hung out. Uh in college, Santos claims he graduated with a degree in economics and finance from Baruch Baruch College in 2010, which suggests he would have made it through a four-year program in just two years if he actually graduated from Horace Mann in 2008. Uh well, so that's Look, if you're fudging a lot of numbers, you're going to have some <laughs> addition, subtraction issues, maybe. He probably is probably kicking himself for that. Maybe there's a scam degree at Baruch College in New York. He is, he would graduate that program in, in weeks if, the, if scamming and lying was a major. Yeah, of being, um, getting a PhD in conning. <laughs> like this would be the school he would yeah <laughs> he did get that degree in two years if that was his major in the years that i've been hearing about him there's more stuff about what he said about his parents too which are fascinating and i hope that um that we get it brought up uh next item he never worked on wall street either his campaign bio states he worked at goldman sachs and citigroup but representatives for both companies told the times they had no record of his employment. Okay, so that this is just resume building 101. You definitely lie about <laughs> prestigious positions of employment because to get a job, had. yeah, to get yeah, a job. Yeah, you have to pretend that you've had one. You have to have on-the-job experience, <laughs> right? But the only way to have on-the-job experience is to have a job. The, the only way to get a job is to have so it's, you can see the circle motion here, and he figured out a way to break in. Um, some some people are are born into uh, good networks to work their way in. Some people have to break their way in, and so <laughs> get a great example from Representative Santos on how he gets awesome. in, how he got in, just doing a little resume fudge. Here's a copy of his resume. By X user MP Fondos. Give some show notes to link that. I think I will save this one here. Probably use this as my own resume. <laughs> Let's take a look real quick. Okay. Uh, summary Proactive business development, professional, fluent in three languages, and well versed in sales with extensive proven ability to optimize the bottom line. Skills. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. This guy's a relations, management, sales, financial, investors, relation, marketing strategies, real estate, forecasting, 
project and vendor oversight, market trends and analysis, budget oversight, performance monitoring and evaluation, staff development, public speaking, strategies and goals, training and mentoring, proposals and presentations, currency and coin counter. Man, this guy does a good resume, folks. Like I said, I'm going to I'm going to use this for me. Yeah. That's a great resume that's right tight, there. That's tight, man. That's yeah. tight. It seems like we have a basis uh, for our own now. We're, I'm ripping that thing straight off. <laughs> word for word, motherfucker. Yeah. I like the idea of that. I'm not even going to edit it. Yeah. It is perfect as it is. Next item. So where did his money come from? When Santos first ran for Congress in 2020, he filed a disclosure showing a salary of $55,000 working as a vice president at a business development company called Linkbridge Investors, where he says he introduced investors to hedge fund managers, claiming once that he brought in $1 million in revenue in just six months on the job. Even there, however, he was inflating his value. Okay, so Newsday reports that the company's founder testified under oath in a 2019 lawsuit that Santos was just a freelancer who sold sponsorships for events and worked on commission. So we see the beautiful mind at work here. He says, I have this position with this company. Yeah, I made that company a million dollars in just six months. Easy. He made the company money. That's what his job was. You know, I think you comb through a lot of people's history you probably find some uh evidence fudging yeah from time to time yeah give the guy a break uh next topic is the money legit even before his indictment not everyone was buying the story that santos earned his money how he says he did reading on here because a lot of this is kind of boring oh, he had a fake name he had a fake name ah at times santos would even go by the name anthony Devolder. That's a strong name there. Where did the money come from? Asked Representative Dan Goldman <laughs> of Brooklyn, referring to the $700,000 Santos lent his own campaign. His response is amazing here. Oh, well, I'll tell you where it did not come from. It didn't come from China, Ukraine, or Burisma. Perfect. A plus. A yeah. plus. Okay. So, kind of summarizing, where does this money come from? Santos claims, not fucking important. But if we think about every other politician that we've ever known, they're getting their money from shady fucking corners from this country and beyond. He just claps back. He's a showman. He's saying the important stuff out loud. And this makes sense why if you dig into his past, it might seem messy, but you can see why people might like him. People appreciate this type of character. Santos had a habit of spending $199 or $199.99. So $199.99 at restaurants and hotels, just shy of the threshold for expenses that campaigns are legally required to track. This guy's a, an animal. <laughs> and yeah. loads of so-called donations come from people who don't exist or claim not to have sent him any money. Um, like the cousin who was dumbfounded by their alleged $5,800 pledge. May Dude. <laughs> he was charged with stealing a checkbook when he was 19 in Brazil. He stole a scarf from that. Well, who cares about that? Keep going. Um, he in his campaign bio, he said his he and his family ran a real estate portfolio of 13 properties. The Times found no evidence of the buildings. 
He lied about the founding an animal charity. His bio claimed he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United. That just sounds fake. <laughs> it sounds made up. <laughs> Next item here. He lied about founding an animal charity. This is something that I have heard about, too. That's awesome. He's been busy. He's been doing things, <laughs> folks. Okay, so this was um, between 2013 and 2018. Santos's campaign bio claimed he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United, saving 2,500 dogs and cats uh, in those years between 2013 and 2018. But there were no social media accounts for the organization, no IRS records, and no evidence of the charity being registered in New York or New Jersey, where Santos claimed to have operated. The Times found that Friends of Pets United held one fundraiser with a rescue group in New Jersey in 2017, for which he charged $50 entry. But the group that threw the event said that it never received any funds and that Santos made up several excuses for why he didn't have the money. According to the Times, Santos would take checks written to his charity and cash them out under his pseudonym, Anthony DeVolder. Um, I don't see any criminal activity here. Not paying your workers. Uh, that's textbook move for big money players. Oh, yeah. That's a great way to save money. <laughs> Just not, not give it to people that you've that have done work for you and you promised it to. Massive brain moves here again. <laughs> Next item. Uh, he allegedly swindled a disabled vet whose dog was dying. <laughs> Dude, this episode's going to be six hours long if we're going to have to read every single one of these fucking things this guy did. <laughs> uh, that was 2016. Uh, next item. He may have ripped off an Amish dog breeder with a bad check. That was 2017. Maybe. Next item. What's the deal with his marriages? Uh, when Santos flipped New York's third congressional district in November, he became the first openly gay non-incumbent Republican elected to Congress. His campaign bio discussed his husband, with whom he lives in Long Island, along with four dogs, but Santos never appeared on the campaign trail with his partner. Blah, blah, blah. 2019. His partner doesn't exist. He did divorce a woman. Oh, there you go. Like you said, he divorced a woman in 2019. I'm very much gay, he told the New York Post. Uh, I'm one of the people who changed. Okay, but he was, like I said, he he did what he needed to do. He made up being gay, having a husband, owning four dogs, <laughs> and saving 2,500 of them. It looks good. I could be off, but I think that about this time, the divorce happens 2019. There might have been like him being on the record about being married to a woman during this time. It might have been kind of unclear for some of the voters as what turned out to be a move to whether he did or didn't, he did get into office. So oh that, that could have helped him. He claimed his mother's death was related to 9-11. This is one I remember hearing. <laughs> this is a great one. <laughs> this, uh, okay, so this this story here is what I heard a year or two ago. And this is what got me kind of intrigued about this person. Try to get into the mind of someone that would say that one of their parents died in 9-11. So the story goes, in July 2021, Santos wrote on Twitter that the September 11 attacks claimed my mother's life. On December 23, 2021, he said it was the fifth anniversary of his mother's passing. 
a loss confirmed by her obituary. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we got Santos just getting his stories uh, out of file. Maybe he had some cue cards that that fell on the ground. On his campaign website, Santos claimed his mother, Fatima DeVolder, was in her office in the South Tower on 9-11. But she didn't die from that. She passed away a few years later when she lost her battle to cancer. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. But, but then there's this one, too. Well, he claimed that his grandparents survived the Holocaust. And that they... <laughs> um i think that that's actually a statement um that a lot of us could use uh yeah because my grandparents they survived the holocaust too multiple family records show that his grandparents were born in brazil he did deliver remarks on the house floor on holocaust remembrance day though despite everything i i i love him (laughs) in may 2022 santos said his grandparents survived the holocaust and his campaign bio claimed that they fled persecution during World War II. So grandparents in Brazil, maybe maybe that's how they got to Brazil. Maybe we don't. It's exhausting, man. How do you keep how do you keep this all straight? How do you keep all of it straight in your head? Yeah, it's incredible. Next item. Uh, and he did not <laughs> have employees who died in the pulse shooting. So the pulse shooting, of course, um, the gay club in Orlando. He's been associated with every tragedy in the history of the he's, world. He's a, he's a modern-day Forrest Gump. Yeah. That was a tragic shooting. Uh, 49 people died, or, or 49 victims, but not none of his employees. He says he lost four. Next item, his niece did not get kidnapped either. In a long series of interviews with the New York Times published in October 2023, Santos said that his five-year-old niece once disappeared from a playground in Queens and was discovered on a surveillance camera 40 minutes later with two Chinese men. (laughs) There's a reason for that. Santos believed that his criticism of the Chinese government could have set his family up as a target. Look, I don't want to go into like conspiracy theory, he told the Times, but you know, if the shoe fits, right? Naturally, the Times vetted the story with the New York Police Department. We found nothing at all suggests it's true. I'd lean into he made it up, an NYPD official said. Next item. <laughs> Jewish or Jewish? He was a Roman Catholic. He said for years that he's a conservative Roman Catholic. I never claimed to be Jewish, Santos said in an interview. I'm Catholic. Because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background, I said I was Jew-ish, hyphen-ish. I was saying I'm Jew-like, okay? Someone unearthed a Facebook post. The man claps back very, <laughs> very strong. <laughs> Patch, I guess this is some media organization, some news site, unearthed a Facebook post from Santos in 2011 in which he wrote, Hi, Hitler. A former roommate said that Santos would frequently make anti-Semitic jokes. I mean, honestly, Jews, we joke about Jews all the time. So he'd always say it was okay for him to make those jokes because he was Jewish. Exactly. I'm Jewish. I can say it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a, can we listen to this, please? So in May, 2023, um, someone's posting a new audio. Representative George Santos tells a joke 
about a room full of Jews. You sit in a room with a lot of Jews, you're f- <laughs> it's, just, it, 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 it's funny when the isms start coming out, right? Oh, she, you're, he's such a man, she's such a man, and then they go on to the next thing, and it's like, it, it, oh, that's a point, and it, it's like, it's really bad, but anyway. <laughs> I think he is insane. Insanely Jewish. <laughs> he's not afraid to go there. Yeah, he's one of us. It's okay. We'll adopt him. Folks, you heard it. Lee's giving him a pass. Say whatever you want, man. He's out there grinding. Next item here. Was he a drag queen in Brazil? (laughs) Okay, so some people might, uh, some politicians might have people talking about them and making up stories. Is this something that Santos was saying about himself or were other people saying about him? Let's check it out here. As Santos's bizarre scandal unfurled, more figures from Santos's past came forward revealing details about his life, like Brazilian drag queen Ilu Rochard, who claims she was friends with Santos in 2005 when he was also performing as a drag queen in the Rio de Janeiro area. Another friend said Santos aspired to be Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro and that he was regularly participating in drag pageants. Oh, his drag name. His drag name was Kitara. Kitaro Rohashe. And they have a picture of him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, is who knows who that is? Come on, hard to say, folks. On on this picture, <laughs> Santos, the first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent, initially denied the story on Twitter, saying the story was categorically false. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love. I love to hear a story denial based on the premise that it is categorically false (laughs) that's the way to do it but because he's the master later as people identify the story it was one of the few relatable things santos had ever done he stopped contesting it saying i had fun at a festival sue me for having a life so you can't beat him no shade from the garbage juice podcast on that uh these are just allegations into the man's private life Moving on, was George Santos on Hannah Montana? (laughs) Santos's resume inflation keeps getting more absurd. A Wikipedia bio for a user named Anthony DeVolder claims that following a successful drag career, (laughs) he landed roles on Disney Channel shows such as Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. After his stint in TV, the Santos bio then states that he hit the big screen with a role in a movie called The Invasion, starring Uma Thurman, even though Thurman never appeared in a movie under that name. So maybe some um, silencing by the elites in Hollywood here. Uh, Next item, was he a Broadway producer? Santos claimed in 2022 to some donors that he helped produce Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, (laughs) 2011 rock musical. (laughs) Ah, this guy's good, dude. He's good. You know, like this this is the ingenuity you need to be successful in this world. And I I think we'll probably see movies about him. Uh, Next item. And was he really a journalist in Brazil? Former roommate said when he lived with the now congressman back in 2013, Santos was at home all day on his computer, just browsing the web. 
but I think most of our listeners can relate to uh, 2013 being home all day, <laughs> just browsing the web. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, kind of what I was doing, uh, more or less. Uh, Me too. Another former roommate told the Columbia Journalism Review that Santos even claimed to be an executive there, which Globo's director general of journalism said was a lie, pure and simple. Uh, next item. His campaign has reportedly caused a lot of trouble. After Santos was sworn in, CNBC reported that a campaign staff member named Sam Meal impersonated the chief of staff of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy during the 2020 and 2022 cycles to raise money. Santos campaign staffers charged a credit card on file for donors without their permission and racked up huge unexplained expenses and payments to anonymous as well as payments to themselves so they're taking they're taking a cue from the boss himself mm-hmm. I think that's pretty bold i think we if he can that. do it i can do it hell yeah uh next item was he the target of an assassination in december <laughs> uh claiming to be a target of assassination this is writing yourself into the history books 101 hell yeah the man is his own marketing machine Brazilian podcast, uh, radio, something in Portuguese, uh, informing the hosts in Portuguese that <laughs> we have already suffered an attempt on my life, an assassination attempt, <laughs> <laughs> Santos says. Also, also described a mugging in the summer of 2021. So uh, a mugging might feel exactly the same way as uh, an assassination on your life. Uh, For sure. Anyone that's been victim to crime might feel that. <laughs> Next item, what has Santos said about his life that is actually true? How has he explained himself? (laughs) Uh, As he has claimed, Santos is a 34-year-old Republican born in Queens who will represent New York's wealthiest congressional district. Other than that, pretty much everything is under scrutiny. Uh, Since his life story was first exposed as a massive lie, Santos has apologized several times but his most detailed conversations about his past took place in an interview with Pierce Morgan, uh, to whom he admitted that he didn't think he would get caught. I ran in 2020 for the same exact seat for Congress, and I got away with it then. He added, (laughs) before doubling down on his false claim, that his mother worked in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Pretty good, pretty strong. Keeps it going. Facing 13 counts in the Eastern District in New York. Next item. What other investigations is he facing? He's getting sued by everyone. The FBI is coming after him. Brazil opened a case on him. Everyone's coming after this dude. They're going to have to cut him into pieces. And so 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 everyone can get a piece of him. Dude, you're right. We would we would not finish this article just just in a regular show basis. This would be a two-part show. Hell yeah, this is so long. Next item, many Republicans don't want him around. They need to grow up. <laughs> Ro- names like Romney, Anthony <laughs> Despacito. Lame, lame. <laughs> so he's, people people got beef with him. Wait, what was his last quote? Go up. This is the beginning of the ability for me to address and defend myself, Santos said, calling his prosecution a witch hunt. Yeah, it's it's a witch hunt. That's what you gotta, you know, you gotta defend yourself. So you you've gotten a few things 
incorrect in the past. Whom amongst us hasn't? Whew, boy, that was that was quite a bit. So what do you think is going to happen to a good old Georgie here? Our resident legal expert, Ryan Besand. Georgie boy, uh, Representative Santos, your wisdom has taken our breath away and just want to extend an open invite to the show uh, whenever your busy calendar might free up. <laughs> because this is one heck of a career by this young man. If he does go to jail, we might actually be able to get him as a guest. Like if we go visit him in federal prison, we, we may have to take a little flight, you know, in a drive wherever his federal penitentiary is located, but we could get him on the show. Try to get up Just... to R- Rikers or wherever he's going. <laughs> George, you got visitors. The pod men are here. Best of luck to. Uh... George Santos, all-American boy. More American than anyone else in Congress. Clearly victim of a witch hunt. Montana, she twerk on the top of my fennel. Twerk, twerk, woo. Got Hannah Montana, she twerking so much, can't handle her. No way. Hey, hey, I'm hey, eating her all like a cannibal. Hey, Still got your bitch, she white. Hannah Montana in a Panamera. Hannah Montana. She a college girl, but her wrist Katrina. Katrina called FEMA. In the kitchen, and she baking like a needle. Hit the floor, Miley shaking like a booty, had a seizure. I had to tap her on the shoulder, hey, it's really nice to meet you. No butt fed about it. Buffy. She ain't got a lot of booty, but she still go crazy. Got Lizzie McGuire, got Liz Lohan, and I can't forget Lizzie. about Katie. I can't and to segue, um, how about them NFTs? How about how about how about the garbage juice line of one of a kind, non fungible art? The most beautiful type of art there is, folks. The non fungible variety. The Garbage Juice Podcast is launching this line, sure to come out before the big holidays. Annika is right around the corner. Christmas, uh, we're already seeing all all of the well-defined signs that Christmas is basically here upon us. Uh, We're already getting Christmas music out there. Uh, But we're going to have these beautiful gifts ready, ready to go on the blockchain, baby. OpenSea, we have links in our show notes and in our socials uh, to lead you to our page. You can start purchasing now. now, 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 now. Low, low price, 0.025 Ethereum. Mint your first garbage juice NFT. You can't, if you search on OpenSea, you're not going to find it. It is very exclusive right now. You have to go to the link in the bio if you want to be part of history. That simple. Click the link, drop in some Ethereum, you're going to get something you're going to cherish forever. Piece of art you're going to cherish forever. This is a special opportunity, folks. Uh, you've asked for it. We're delivering the Garbage Juice Podcast line of NFTs. We will have real special drops for our dedicated followers. But again, follow the links that we're going to be sharing with you on how to find that. You can go there and you can mint right now for the low, low price of 0.025 ethereum and you're going to get a random 
custom Garby, a one-of-a-kind Garby. Um, some of the examples are on our collection page, the Garbage Juice Podcast, the Garby Collection. That's right. Yeah, we um, have uh, the, some a sneak peek into that collection on TikTok and Instagram as well. Just really unique piece of art that um, will be a cherished family heirloom for generations to come. You're going to say, thank Christ, I bought this NFT. Once we've sold all 60 of those Garbies, there will be a public reveal of those Garbies. That's beautiful. So get to minting now. You can't search for it. and Don't ask OpenSea where it is. They don't know. No. Follow the links, folks. Follow the links. Don't email anyone asking where it is. They're not going to know. It's not searchable. It's not on Google. It's not anywhere. You have to have the custom special link from listening to this show to get yourself a limited one-of-a-kind Garby. We're going to see very quickly those drops being, that those uh, uh, NFTs being minted, this drop finishing in just maybe a matter of hours. So make sure you go ahead and get yours because once that drop completes, meaning all 60 are procured or purchased, we're going to reveal them all. Everyone's going to get to see what Garby they got. And it's going to be, I think we're going to have a uh, a warehouse party in Hong Kong to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah, we got our interns uh, working on the logistics of that and uh, catering an aircraft from the mainland. Yeah, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. And... Man, we did we did such a good job staying on topic. Me being hungover, you seem hungover. I had to take a gummy, not for performance, just for medicine. <laughs> <laughs> the body does not react well to drinking, and I was like feeling it last night. I have to go into a night of drinking fully prepared for it. You know, when I come into town, you won't have that same peer pressure. Yeah, we could stick to just two beers. Two beer queer, two beer queer, two beer queer, two beer queer. So, how do you how do you feel about the the seventeenth? I might be working the shows at that time, but Monday I'm off. Yeah, Monday I have to be Monday I have to be in New York. Okay. Well, then, damn. Sunday's the 17th is not a good day. Can you call in sick? No, because I'm working show call and there's two shows that day. Okay. Could you do it the 18th instead of the 19th? No. I have to be in New York for the 18th. It's not an option. My blood boy is coming up for my. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the blood boy appointment that day. That'd be great. Tell your colleagues I have a blood boy appointment that day, and I I can't make it. Check the juice boy public calendar. My blood boy is coming into town. I need a transfusion. I need some of that young blood. We should have a a garbage juice public calendar to refer to all these important dates. (laughs) Just every month, like most of the days, are blood boy appointments. Blood boy appointments. Recording, releasing date, blood boy appointment. (laughs) Two blood boy appointments on the day of recording. (laughs) Uh, Anything else to close out the show tonight? Um, Nah. We're in the hungover days post 
Thanksgiving and uh, barreling towards Christmas time. Santa's coming, whether you like it or not. We wish everyone a wonderful and happy December. Good night, all you beautiful juice boys and girls. Good night.